It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Penalty is over. Benino's out of the box, gets the headman feed. He's got it. He protects it. He hands off to Couture, who's got a man breaking to the net, Meyer, but the puck kind of bounced. And how about Pinto getting back to kind of knock that away? He's also Timo Myers just trying to wait for a second there. To... In front of the net, the Sharks grab it and they score! Logan Couture right in front of the goal, getting a pass from Brent Burns, who kept the puck in on a clearing attempt. And the former Ottawa 67 puts one into the net to tie the game at one. Well, I think if I had to pick one thing, I would probably be our structure. I think that tonight was a, an example of a team that came out hard. Thought we had a good first period, uh, even though we didn't get the first one. It looked like we lost our legs a little bit. We looked a little tired towards the second half of the game, but um, we still stuck to our details and our structure. And you know, they, they gave us everything they had. And they, you know, Ottawa was uh, was good in the second half of the game. But uh, um, even though we played quite a bit in our own end, um, I thought that we tried to keep a lot of things to the outside. So um, I just say our starts have been good, and I think our structure's been good. All right, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Morning Tide. San Jose Sharks 3-0 and on the year, and if you're not feeling good about this team right now, well, I don't know what to tell you because I'm feeling good about this team right now, and it's amazing because it's not like it's rocket science what's going on here right now. I mean, it's, it's everything that we previously identified as a problem. The San Jose Sharks in the last season, most specifically, and Going back to the deep run of 2018-2019 when they were last a really good, really deep team that was worthy of going to the conference finals, they have not had a good power play since then. They have had trouble with the penalty kill since then, specifically last year. The play from the goalies has not been what it needed to be. You have not seen Kevin LeBanc live up to what he was expected to be. You have not seen Timo Meyer play to his level. You have not seen Eric Carlson play to his level. You have seen a disrupted and a overall disjointed team that wasn't what we all expected and or wanted it to be. But now when I'm watching the San Jose Sharks, they are getting power play goals. They are killing the penalty. They are getting really nice play from their goalies. Kevin LeBanc is playing to the type of player that I think we all thought he could be. Timo Meyer is disruptive and being the classic power forward or the modern power forward that we expect him to be, but he's like the archetype. He looks exactly like the type of player we expected him to be. He is disruptive out there on the ice. We look at the goalies who are coming up with big saves, not letting soft goals through. Eric Carlson is putting up points. William Eklund, a young player, is putting up points. Logan Couture has got the team gelling and vibing in a very good way. And this was a win-ugly situation that last year and the year before would have turned into a lose-ugly situation. And that's not comparable. Losing ugly is not losing 2-1. to one. It's going behind early 1-0 in 
and then getting piled on and losing 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, something to that effect, maybe picking up a garbage time goal. That's not what's happening with the San Jose Sharks team. They played, I thought they were a little bit flat out of the gates, but they still played a disciplined game. And I think that's what Bob Bugner talked about so much last year when he was referencing the details and seeing the team just kind of letting the little things go by the wayside that would come back to bite them immediately. We're not seeing that with the Sharks right now. The Sharks are not making the big mistake. And I think that's the main difference that we saw last year. This team is by no means perfect. And I am not going to go anywhere and try and compare them to previous Sharks teams because we've seen previous Sharks teams that play to an exceptionally high level, whether it was the many you know, deep runs to the Western Conference Final or Stanley Cup Final. Those, as Drew Remenda called them on the Drew Remenda Show, those were the sexy Sharks teams. Those were Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe and Joe Pavelski. Those were much, much better teams. And this team might prove us to be one of those teams as they get later into the season. Listen, I have no idea what's going to happen. Or they could turn into a middling near 500 team battling for the final playoff spot. I'm going to be happy with that as well because that would be a significant step up from what we saw over the last two years. But the thing this Sharks team is doing is they are playing cohesively and they're not making the big mistake. And sometimes the mistake was Eric Carlson trying to play hero hockey or Brent Burns trying to take a big risk to set something up on offense. That's okay when everything's gelling around you and you have other guys that can make up for it if you feel you can come back. The San Jose Sharks the last two years couldn't come back. The San Jose Sharks had just too many issues, too many problems, too many gaps in their game. And right now when I'm watching the Sharks, I'm not seeing gaps in their game. I am seeing a team that is committed to keeping those gaps closed. And while that might not lead to the most offensive exploits that we've ever seen from the Sharks, Right now, it's leading to them to be in a position to not just be in games, but to win games. And even though I thought they were a little bit flat out the gates, they quickly recovered in the first period. And even though they're down one nothing, they didn't panic. They didn't completely deviate from what they wanted to do. They didn't try and make things happen immediately. They stuck with their game plan. And lo and behold, it's the captain, Logan Couture, who comes through with that goal to get the game level at one. And once you do get that equalizer, you can see the Sharks kind of exhale a bit and they were able to kind of turn things. Because one of the things I've noticed about the Sharks this year is that they have been making the other team react to their play. And we can go back to the, the sexy Sharks of old and think about their puck possession and think about the way they would cycle and the other team would get gassed. And, you know, that was a thing of beauty to watch. The Sharks aren't there yet in this year, nor do I know if they will get there, but I am watching other teams be reactionary to them. Well, the first 10 minutes of that game, even though the Sharks were down, I didn't feel like one team was necessarily reacting to the other. I just didn't feel like the Sharks were overly dominant, nor did I feel like Ottawa was overly dominant. It was just kind of a nice back and forth game. The Sharks didn't look like they made terrible errors. They just found themselves behind because Ottawa's had a nice start to the year and they're a good team. You're not going to always be up one nothing, 2 nothing. You're not going to jump on teams in every given game. But when you do give up a goal, you stay in it when your goalie doesn't give up any more soft goals on top of it. When your defense doesn't do something stupid and put you in a bad position. When your forwards don't try and get cute and make something happen that isn't there. That, to me, is what we're seeing with the San Jose Sharks right now is no one is trying to win the game on any one shift. It feels like this team 
recognizes that they can grind it out and are going to have to grind it out. And that's, to me, that's important. The fact that they can walk into this game and recognize after going down a goal that they don't need to panic, that they don't need to go out there and try and win the game over the next three minutes, that's very different than what we saw the last couple of years, a team that would try and go out and win it immediately. And then when they didn't, when they didn't have that success, it would kind of fall apart. So that's growth. And that's a necessary acknowledgement of something that was happening to the team. And I, I listen, we can try and figure out the many reasons of why that was occurring. I always say these were the echoes of a previous Sharks generation, the sexy Sharks teams, the Thorntons and the Pavelskis and the previous eras who would fall behind and then could win a game in three minutes. They would go behind one nothing, and it wouldn't be surprising to see them up 2-1 a couple of minutes later. That was part of that team's DNA, and it was an incredible thing to watch. And it's hard to get that out of your DNA that you're not that team anymore, but sometimes you have to reestablish your identity. And right now, what I saw versus Winnipeg and what I saw last night versus Ottawa is a team that doesn't try and do that. They're establishing a new identity that might mean they have to grind and might mean they have to be more detail-oriented, might mean they have to be a bit more conservative at times, but so far in the early parts of this year, is leading to success. Now, we're, we're three games in. I don't want to overreact, and I'm trying not to overreact, but we look at the micro trends in the midst of the sample size we have right now, which is relatively small, but it is night and day compared to what we saw last year. Night and day. I mean, think about how long it took them to find their third win of the year last year, and think about how long it took them to find their third regulation win last year. This team, their first few wins last year, they were all in overtime because they couldn't close out games. Last night's game a year ago is a game they would have given up a goal in the final two minutes, gone to overtime, and see what happens. Maybe it goes to a shootout. Maybe they get the overtime winner. Who knows? But this team last year, I don't think they walk away and hold on in those final few minutes once Ottawa puts on that push, puts on the extra attacker, and throws everything at you. Last year, that's, that's a 2-2 game. And that's going to happen over the course of this year, too. But I do feel that in the early parts of this year, you are watching a team that is doing the right things. Last year, the team was trying to make the big plays. This year, the team is doing the right things, which is allowing them to make the big plays. And I just love the fact that two of the first three wins have been come from behind. Because the come from behind nature was not there last year, and it wasn't really there the year before. And I know the month of November... In 2019, before they parted ways with Pete DeBoer and brought in Bob Bugner, and then, of course, the pandemic cut things short, but there weren't a lot of come-from-behind wins there. And even the month of November, which may have been a portent of things to come in 2020, or excuse me, 2021, because we didn't have a fall of 2020, those were a lot of overtime wins as well. And it was, you know, I don't like to say that wins are fool's gold in any sport because a win is a win and you should be proud of getting any win. However, it's not winning the way you want to win. An overtime win is a great win to get, but it shouldn't be, you know, that's not the schematic. You don't look at that and say, okay, here's our blueprint for how we get a win. Here's our diagram of getting a win and do it in overtime. It's great to have it in you, but that's not what you're planning for at the start of a game. And especially you don't want to give up points to interdivision rivals. That's that's another conversation. But, you know, last year, the overtime wins, the month of November, overtime wins or shootout wins. You know, I forget which were which. But it wasn't 
It wasn't a by design win. Sometimes you're going to have to win by talent or the seat of your pants. And I expect those to come this year. And I expect losses on the other end to come that way. Because as much as it was is fun to see the Sharks being 3-0 right now, they are not going to be 82-0. But what I'm watching right now is exactly what we all identified as being the problem last year. It's what we heard Doug Wilson talk about in all the season-ending press conferences. It's what we heard announcers. It's what we heard the press. It's what we heard here on Morning Tide. It's not that hard to figure out that if you get a team that capitalizes on the power play, that kills penalties, that gets good play from the goalies, and has your best players playing like your best players, that that's going to lead a team to success. This is not that difficult, at least in its understanding. Having it happen on the ice is difficult, as we saw last year. And there's a multitude of reasons of why last year went down the way it went down. The pandemic, the disrupted training schedule, disrupted training camp, nothing being normal. I take all of those into account. And some people can say, don't make excuses, Ted. Listen, it was reality. It was a factor. It was one of the most weird years in the history of the NHL and definitely a weird year across the globe because we were in the midst of a pandemic of which we are still in the midst of a pandemic. Y'all saw Mark Scheifele pop positive yesterday and go into the COVID-19 protocol. I immediately started thinking, uh-oh, we just played Winnipeg. Hope that doesn't affect anybody on our team. So far, so good. But these were things that we didn't have to previously worry about. It's a brand new world right now, and it's kind of one day at a time. But I also feel like the San Jose Sharks are taking a one day or one game at a time approach into this season. The ghosts of the past are no longer with them. They are not trying to be the team they previously were. And Kevin LeBanc is having success early here in the year. He's just, you know, he's landing bombs from outside the circles. And it just, he looks so confident and decisive. And that's another thing I've seen with this Sharks team this year. There was a lot of nibbling last year. Guys afraid to shoot. Not a lot of conviction in the play. It was like everybody was trying to not be the one that was a little bit ahead or trying to put up a bad shot. This year, you're being aggressive. And you're seeing the Sharks be more decisive and just overall the aggressor on the ice. And I think that in sports, aggression is rewarded. And you can be stupid. You can shoot too fast. You can be overzealous. All these things are a factor in sports. But right now, the Sharks, they are just willing to let it rip. And if you let it rip, if you get pucks to the net, if you create chaos, you can make things happen. And last year, it felt like there was just too much hesitance. You know, it was like they started losing and then the guys didn't want to be the ones that maybe, you know, took the shot a little bit too early or maybe thought that their own look wasn't perfect and wanted to pass it elsewhere. This year, guys, they're just going. They're ripping. They're letting it go. And that's what it needs to happen. In a 2-1 game, you are not going to see some wild amount of points put up on your offense, but let's look at who got points last night. Brent Burns, Logan Couture, Eric Carlson, Kevin LeBanc, Timo Meyer, and William Eklund. Now, if there's a cast of characters who needed to get points last night, it was those guys. And yes, it would have been nice to get points from Hurdle. It would have been nice to get points from Benino. You can go down the list. However... Is Burns supposed to be one of your best players? Yes. Is Couture supposed to be one of your best players? Yes. Carlson, LeBanc, Meyer, all those guys. Definitely. William Eklund, oodles of potential. He's had a point in every game so far of his rookie season. He's 19 years old. You don't rely on him, but the fact that he is coming up with these points only speaks to the fact that the Sharks are doing things right. 
They're making the right decisions. They're being aggressive. Bob Bugner is putting guys in a position to succeed. Doug Wilson has put this franchise in a position to succeed at least through three games. The entire dynamic can change, and I don't want to get out over my skis, and we know we have 79 games left to play. However, watching the immediate changes in the first three games compared to what we saw through 56 last year and the limited season we saw in the 2019-2020 season, it's hard not to have a visceral reaction at how much more fun the guys look like they're having, how much more conviction they're playing with, what a cleaner game they're playing with. They're having success on the power play. The penalty kill looks better, and their goalies are up to the challenge. It's night and day, folks. It might not last, but watching it right now, it is night and day. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to get into some of the post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Bad save made by Murray and he's got his own rebound in the corner. Dishes off to Eric Carlson. Now to LeBanc who actually won the puck on that faceoff. He exchanges, shoots, score! Kevin LeBanc, a rocket from the left side, and it's past Murray for a power play goal. The Sharks are up 2-1. to one. No, power play's good. Uh, you know, last couple of years, uh, we've been great on entries, and then we haven't found a way to establish, you know, in the zone. And this, this year right now, it feels like it's a little bit reversed, uh, but it's fine. Uh, we don't get uh, frustrated. Uh, you know, we stick with it. We only had two power plays today, I think, and we scored one goal. Uh, it wasn't pretty by any means, but, you know, we executed when we when we... We finally got set up uh, through the short amount of time that we did, and uh, that's all that matters sometimes. Uh, we can build on that, and you know, we can always uh, you know, find ways to, to get better on other things, and, and you know, uh, so our public has been great. Both units have uh, you know, contributed in, in different ways, and uh, you know, that's all we can ask of This is Logan Gature, and you're listening to Morning Tide on the Sharks Audio Network. Now, back to Ted Ramey. Welcome back to Morning Tide here on a Friday morning. I will remind you, the Sharks, no rest for them. They're back at it today, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, our time, taking on Toronto. Pre-game coverage starts at 2.30 right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network. And if that's not early enough for you, I'll remind you that on Sunday morning, the game gets underway 10 Pacific time, which means our pre-game coverage is going to start at 9.30 in the morning. So wake up with the Sharks on Sunday morning right here on the Sharks Audio Network. You got stuff to do. You're out and about. It's a Sunday morning. You can't always get that free time to sit at home in front of the TV, but that guess what? Your phone is with you everywhere. You can go right to the Sharks and SAP Center app brought to you by Western Digital. Go to the live button at the top right corner. That'll take you right to Dan Rusinowski and Drew Remenda on the broadcast so you can get in your Sunday and listen to the Sharks and keep tabs on everything at the same time. The Sharks are 3-0 on the year, and one part of that is I don't feel that any one part is bigger than the other. It's a team collective unit. But Kevin LeBanc, 
Two goals and an assist already on the year. He's looking more and more decisive. And I go back to the summer when I watched him at Worlds and watching that Kevin LeBanc out there was very much the guy I hope to see with the San Jose Sharks this year. And and right now you are watching or witnessing evidence that the message got through to these guys, whether it was Kevin LeBanc, whether it was Eric Carlson, whether it was Timo Meyer, all these guys they are playing to their potential through the first few games. Again, I qualify this, everything can change. But again, you're looking at these guys playing like you expect them to play. I mean, the Kevin LeBanc that we saw on that epic power play in Game 7 against Vegas in the 2019 playoffs, I mean, that's that's the guy we know he's capable of being. And I just watch right now more conviction in his game. It seems like his role is more defined Here's head coach Bob Bugner on what he's seen from LeBanc's line and LeBanc specifically. Yeah, I like, I like that line because you got Bonesy that's uh, you know, a great two-way player. you got Neitz is a good two-way player, and uh, it almost frees Kevin up a little bit. Not that he's not buying. You know, Kevin's playing great two-way hockey, especially tonight. You know, but it, it just provides a little more structure to a line uh, for Kevin. I think that uh, you know, forces him to play it a little more north. You know, so it's... Uh, it's you know, we've been having contributions through the first uh, three games with uh, our, our, all four lines. And that's something we talked about with Drew Remenda in his first episode of the Drew Remenda Show, which is also available on the Sharks Audio Network. But he said that when you give guys more structure and give them a little less freedom, you can also open them up to succeed a little bit more because they're more focused on the task at hand. And that's something that I think we're maybe seeing a little bit with Banker right now. Here's Cooch on what he has seen from LeBanc. Yeah, I think it's been gradual. I think the last couple of years, last couple of years, he's uh, he's played harder defensive. He's um, he's stronger on his stick. He makes smarter decisions. Um, I mean, when he first came into the league, he was a, a natural point getter, a junior. He was putting up 100 points in that, that league. And you got to learn to play defense at the pro level, and I think he's put in a lot of hard work. Um, you know, he's, he's watched a lot of tape. He's really worked on his defensive game, so he's earned the opportunities that he's getting. Yeah, and I'll point out that team-wide, they're taking advantage of their opportunities. They are getting multiple power play goals. They had two in game number one. They had two in game number two. They had one in game number three. They are converting at a rate of nearly 42%, and they have a 100% kill rate right now. That is going to go a long way in helping you win games in the NHL, and that should come as a surprise to no one, but... Right now, they are giving the opposition something to worry about, right? Like when you go into a, a Sharks game right now, the micro trends through three games, if you're looking at today's game in Toronto and you're on that Toronto coaching staff, you're saying, okay, they're detail-oriented right now. They're not making mistakes. They have a good power play right now. They're effective on the kill right now. Reimer and Hill have been playing well for them. These, these are problems that the Sharks didn't present to other teams last year. Last year, it was like, can you frustrate a hurdle or a Carlson or a Burns. And if that frustration works, is that going to spread team wide? That's not what we're seeing with the San Jose Sharks right now. And again, it speaks to that grit. That was a common theme we heard from Bob Bugner last night. We heard it from James Reimer. And well, here, I'll, I'll let you hear it for yourself. Yeah, there's definitely a mentality. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think you're going to see a lot of those kind of wins this year where we're going to have to grind it out, especially on the road. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest difference is that grind mentality. Um, 
you know, last year, I think that, you know, instead of making easy plays or, or uh, you know, the right plays, we might try and force us to look for offense in certain situations. Now you got a room full of guys that are all saying the right things and doing the right things. And, you know, I, I keep saying the Beninos and Cogs of the world, but it's real contagious, you know. Um, Coach Tommy, the banker out there with an empty net, uh, it was a reward for the game he had. I thought he was, that was his best game, five and five he's played. Timo's out there for an empty net, I think. You know, you want to reward guys that play hard and play the right way or buy him. And keep in mind that that statement comes from Bob Bugner, who also dropped LeBanc down lines last year and had him sit a little bit. I mean, he's he's playing that game right now. He is saying that he will reward guys. He'll give you more time on the ice. And even though Timo Meyer did not have a goal last night, I still look at the fact that he was disruptive and he was making things happen and just looking like, again, I go to the disruptive force that Timo Meyer can be because he can move quickly on the ice He'll be crashing the net. He'll be trying to make things happen. And that needs to happen even when he's not scoring, scoring because give teams something to worry about. Give them something that they need to game plan against because you can always deviate from what you've shown previously because you can come at a team from a number of different angles knowing they're trying to defend against a few given things. Come at them with something else. And again, that's going to be tough for the Sharks today on short rest, but they're going to need Timo Meyer to be even more disruptive, and they're going to rely even more on that grit. James Reimer. I'm going to reiterate what I said this morning, and, and you know, it's proud and, and proud of the guys that I can. I mean, you know, again, it was our compete level. You know, probably wasn't the prettiest third period, you know what I mean? You know, we grinded, we battled. You know, so many guys were blocking shots, sacrificing the body, taking hits. I mean, it was just a, it's a pleasure to watch, you know, when you're, when you're playing, the you Guy after guy that jumps over the bench, that's that's willing to to do what it takes to win. It's it's uh, you know makes for a good feeling. Now, another important aspect that Reimer talked about was the fact the team was able to come back just as they did against Winnipeg. That's two games early in the season in which you've been able to rally. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a cliche. It's a sixty-minute game. Things are going to happen, and and whether it's it's your your team mentality or your personal mentality like for myself you'd like a goal of 10 minutes into the game you know what i mean it's you just have to brush it off and, and keep trusting that your game is, is going to be good enough and same with the team you just trust that your game is going to be good enough regardless of the score and so tonight uh, was another uh, i think uh, indication of that you know we were we got down and we just kept chugging away and, and managed to uh, put a couple by murray and then uh, set sacrifice to, to hold on to and although that is a relative cliche that it is a 60-minute game, he's right. And last year, it felt like the Sharks didn't believe that it was a 60-minute game. They felt like it was a one-moment game where they got behind or where they were tied in a game and fell behind where it wasn't going to recover from that. And right now, they keep on battling, and they keep on battling, and that's got to be this team's mentality as they get deeper and deeper into the year. Logan Couture. I think so. I think, uh, yeah, we just stick together. You know, instead of trying to do it on our own and getting away from our structure, we, we stick it together as a team, play the uh, the game that the coaches want us to, make smart decisions with the puck, and find a way to win. I mean, this is it's a tough road trip for us. So we started pretty good. And you're hearing a lot of reference to structure. You're hearing a lot of reference to them doing what the coaching staff is telling them to do. And to me, that's maybe indicative that they weren't doing that enough last year and that guys were, again, trying to play that hero hockey and win the game over one shift and again that doesn't that doesn't work out very well and right now the guys seem to be just be slowing down the game and simplifying the game and I think that's got to be 
what they do for the time being. Now, can they build upon that? Yes, of course, they can make things more complex, but you've got to lay that foundation first. And the Sharks last year never laid that foundation. And again, I go back to the start of the 2019-2020 season. The Sharks, when they were out there on the ice, they felt like they expected it to pick up right where they left off when they fell in the Western Conference Finals to St. Louis. They expected to come back out there and be that team that was humming along at that high level, and they weren't there yet. A big part of that was the loss of Joe Pavelski, and I think that was a hangover that carried on into last year a little bit. And, you know, again, multiple factors, but I think that what I'm noticing through the first three games of this year, in addition to the detail-oriented hockey, in addition to them being more assertive and playing with more conviction, is the fact that they are establishing an identity more unique to this specific team and this specific roster compared to what we saw previously. It was like they were trying to regain what they previously were, and that team doesn't exist anymore. Right now, the Sharks are trying to be the best Sharks that this Sharks team can be. I know that sounds a little cheesy, but I do think that plays into the reality of what we're witnessing. They are trying to develop an identity. They are trying to lay a foundation. They're trying to give themselves something to build upon, and that's what good teams do. You have to start at the bottom. I mean, even the the sexy Sharks that Drew Remenda referred to and called them, that team had to build themselves up. They had to become a team that over years and years developed that high-level chemistry that could do more complex things out there on the ice. It would be great if this current version of the Sharks could build into that, and I don't know if they ever will. That's got to be told over the course of this season, but they are treating this as an independent team in an independent season to build for a greater vision of what they want to be. Now, if they get humming along, maybe later in the year, you will see Eric Carlson make that home run pass and hit a home run. And maybe you'll see that incredibly borderline reckless gambling from Burns on defense that will turn into something high level and brilliant. But you don't need to do that yet. You just need to take care of your business. And through three games, the Sharks have taken care of their business. But remember, we're back at it today. 2.30 pre right here on the Sharks Audio Network. And then the game starts at 3. They're in Toronto, taking on the Leafs. That wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will see you all again tomorrow morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Yeah, this was a great win for us. I don't think that we played good at all. This was our sloppy game. I feel like you can tell that, you know, they had a little bit more energy, they got a little bit more boxes, and they were a little bit hungrier. But we found a way to win.